Hey there, my name is Peyton Macy's and you're listening to AnyCast. AnyCast is about anything and everything. We have some cool guests on sometimes, or sometimes it's just me. But enjoy today's episode and I hope you learn something new. of you giving something up. Um, So for example, here I'm trying to find the definition actually online so we can actually get what Lent is. Yes, it's the solemn religious observance in the Christian liturgical calendar commemorating the 40 days Jesus spent fasting in the desert according to the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke before beginning his public ministry. So, what you do is you give something up for 40 days, and that's why you do. You sacrifice something because Jesus fasted for 40 days and nights in the desert. So, this leads up to Easter. Um, And I know... Some churches do this. The ones that I've been to don't really. They're not really big on it. They're just like, oh, there's a Lent. Do it if you want. Because here's my thing about Lent. If you're going to give something up for 40 days, why just 40 days? I understand that it's all symbolic and that it symbolizes how Jesus went into the desert for the 40 days and was tempted um, in, you know, the desert by the devil. It says right here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 2 in IV, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The temp- And then leading into verse 3, the tempter came to him and said, and then of course, that's the entire story of him being tempted so people use Lent as this little religious practice leading up and I remember talking to a friend about this and he was telling me how oh Lent 
objectives um, I do in Lent because it's like a big part of my religion. And he was Catholic. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't really do that. And today I was talking to somebody in my Discord server, which you guys should check it out. It's in the description. But I asked today as the question of the day, do you participate in Lent? If so, why? I said, I know that I don't because I don't understand why we should only sacrifice something for 40 days. Why not sacrifice it for life? Which is my, um, that's my view on it. Somebody said, no, it's too cult. Like, for my taste, it's just anything that you do is the intentions behind it. I hate things being glorified if you want to do something. You don't need this specific glorified time to do that. That's what somebody said. Which, um, I don't really view it as a cultish type thing. I view it as religious. It's something that you do every year before Easter. And it's everybody participates in it because it's something of symbolism. Um, somebody said that they do this, though. This is why I made this podcast, because I had a back-and-forth conversation with this person. She, The person said, I kind of do, do just not in the traditional way. And then they responded to my message saying, the message where I said, I know that I don't because I don't understand why we should only sacrifice something for 40 days. The person said, well, you know, we are supposed to be modeling Jesus by doing this, right? And so I said, I know that, but why not limit it for life? Jesus' sacrifices for eternity, so why can't ours? And then I said, oh, do a podcast on this. Um, But then the person said it's like a tradition. But I don't really understand why tradition. Why not forever? Because... The entire point of Easter is to celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. In the Bible, it says, well, of course, that's what it says, like the death and resurrection of Jesus. So why only sacrifice something for 40 days? I understand it's like religious and all that, but I just don't fully grasp the concept of it. Because I know some people say it's tradition. But that's like saying, oh, well, um, if you're an adult, it's like saying, oh, well, I drink, I don't know, two to three glasses of wine on New Year's. I pop a champagne bottle once it hits 12. Okay, yeah, that's tradition. But why do you keep on doing it if it makes you miserable? Now, fasting, or, sorry, not fasting, Lent won't really make you miserable. I just, it's this continual practice that people put into their lives every year. And I know people that do this because they feel obligated to. And they don't even want to give something up. But they always pick these things that are unhealthy. They're like, oh, I'm going to give up soda just for 40 days. Some of them make it, some of them don't. It's like New Year's resolutions, except this is religious, so they take it more seriously. And with the soda thing, yeah, that's great for your health. 
What if you stuck to more than 40 days? What if an adult went sober for more than 40 days? Or maybe even a kid who's already had a drink. Why don't you stay sober for 40 days? Why don't you stop smoking for 40 days? All the other things out there. More than 40 days is what I think. And I hopped on this podcast for. I guess I'll also do the promise I make. But the entire thing about Lent is I see it as like a little practice. And then I guess some people can come at me and say, well, why do you take communion? Well, that, that's very different. That's that's all symbolizing well, that's what we're told to do actually in the Bible. Opposed to Lent. I don't really see where we have to do Lent. It's something man-made. And I know that's also going to come at me. Well, why do you give gifts on Christmas? Even though in the Bible, Jesus was giving gifts. Well, that's something that man made, but we implement into the Bible. So I guess at this point now, I'm just contradicting my point. So I don't really care to do Lent. It's not evil or wrong. You can do Lent and participate in it. It's just, it's, it's like it's just for religious sake and nothing else. And, you know, the entire time when Jesus was on earth, he pointed out all the bad things that the Pharisees went around saying to do because it was all just religious practices with no meaning. Lent has a meaning. At least it's given a meaning in the Bible. So, I don't know. That's my entire thought on Lent. But I was going to have some point on it. And the main point was just why don't we sacrifice something for eternity, not just four days. For 40. Jesus came down and died on the cross as a sacrifice for all our sins. That lasts for eternity. And anybody can accept him into their life with Lent let's say I did that this year which I didn't but then I had given up soda why wouldn't I just give it up for eternity and that's the point that I have to make but now moving on to what I should have read on Sunday Palm Sunday and covering that in the Garden of Gethsemane and the final supper now we will read through Palm Sunday and what that represents. Turn your Bibles to page, or sorry, not page, John chapter 12, verse 12. I'll give you a second to get there. We're just going to be reading verses 12 to 19. I'm reading, I'm always going to be reading from the NIV. I'm, I'm not going to mention that all the time. I don't think, I don't know, I'll try to. But, anyways. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as, a, as king. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, 
Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, the disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified they, did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done for him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, this sign went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Now, I wanted to also read before we get to Easter Day. Um, the Last Supper, which is going to be a little bit longer of a passage, but um, I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew 26, or yeah, Matthew chapter 26, verse 17. I'll give you a moment to get there. Um, but then after this, we will read the Garden of Gethsemane. And that's all that we have for today. But, now going on to the Last Supper. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat, to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and, and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclined, reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray, betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely you do not mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray or betray him, said, Surely you do not don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup and went, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many 
for many of the forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin, sorry. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So in that passage, we see that um, the entire, that's why we take communion with the bread. We take wafers usually at the churches that I've been to. They give you wafers because it would be very expensive on the bread. And then they give you like grape juice or um, how from I, what I understand of the Catholic Church, they actually give you wine without the alcohol as the blood, of course. Um, so yeah, that's all that. And then I want you to go to verse 36. We're going to read 36 to 46. Um, this is Matthew 26 still. Actually, we'll just keep on reading on from 31 to 46, actually. Um, this is... Jesus predicts Peter's denial. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Verse 36, Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch for me. Keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away for the second time and prayed. My father, if it is not, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Then he came back. He again found them sleeping, because their eyes were so heavy, were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to, his dis to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And we'll actually read a little bit more. Verse 47. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. 
The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Jesus said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high, the high priest, cutting off his ears, or his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put it, at once, put at my disposal more than twelve legions of an angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled? That say, if, that say it must happen in this way. In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, I'm leading, oh, well, we don't need to read that. But in a different chapter of the Bible, I'm going to try and find it right now. So I'll just be rambling on about stuff. <laughs> oh, I found it. Okay, I think. Um, but the one who actually cut off the ear was um, was Peter. Peter cut off the ear of the man. Um, trying to find this though because oh, it's it's not in Mark. I thought it was gonna be in Mark. Never mind. Um, but in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was <clears throat> sweating blood when he was praying. He was extremely nervous because I mean. Why wouldn't you be at that point? Um, yeah, I can't find it. But anyways. Oh, here actually maybe it is. When Jesus' followers saw that was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them, oh, it doesn't specify who, but it is Peter. Um, probably in John it says who it was. But that's the story of Easter. In the garden, well, some of it. So, in this episode, we've covered a lot. Lent, the Last Supper, the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, but stay tuned for, um, I think it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be Sunday. I released the Easter one. And I do have a couple of announcements, though. <clears throat> First, the merchandise is out there. Go check the merch shop. It's um, in the description. Go check the Discord server. That's also in the, the description. Um, go and please do send video, or like, not video messages, voice messages. That would benefit me a lot. I could, hopefully someday I'll get at least one, maybe, I don't know, a lot and just do like a Q&A session. If you don't want to send voice messages, but you still have questions, put them in any suggestions as one of the channels. Um, I'll open up my Discord right now to find where any suggestions is. Okay, um, any suggestions is it under the category of other nerdy things? Um, I think. Oh no, it's actually just under the main. But please do ask your questions. That is all. Have a great
rest of your week and don't forget to watch Moon Knight before us.